0: Welcome to the Boys in the Iceberg, the podcast where we recap Avatar The Last Airbender episode by episode for fans new and old. I'm your host, John Listman, immigration attorney by day, stand-up comic by night, airbender at heart. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. I'm
1: Jeff Miller, TV writer, avid mind wanderer, and aspiring waterbender.
0: We've got a great episode for you tonight, book two, episode 10. The library! At a desert oasis, the group encounters a professor who tells them of a hidden library overseen by a spirit in the desert. Inside, Sokka discovers a crucial weakness of the fire nations that has the potential to end the war. The date of an upcoming solar eclipse, which will cripple the firebender's abilities. The spirit of the library, Wan Shitong, refuses to allow them to leave with the knowledge and sinks the library into the sand. The team narrowly escapes the library, but is devastated by the loss of Appa, who is captured by sandbenders in their absence. Okay. I I, I feel like just the mention of Appa, it, it's like hard to ignore everything that happens before it. And, and, I know. It, and that I is almost, the feeling. But, but but we have to
1: talk about this in real. I way. almost wish <laughs> it had been more like one of those TV guide summaries that keeps yeah. it a lot more, like it just keeps it vague. You know, maybe... Yeah. A key member of the group is lost. Um, oh, spoilers, these... but hey. Um,
0: it, it's a proper overview, yeah. It's, and, uh, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a good episode. It's um, unbelievable episode.
1: It's only Team Avatar. It's, yeah. uh, you know, we don't get any Zuko. We don't get any Azula, Iroh, any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a little bit of the Fire Nation, as we'll see. Um, yeah. we, we get a lot more, again, of this team, team building. Team. you know and, yes. and, and this new team avatar kind of getting into their groove here
0: absolutely uh so in this one we start off with ang who sits on the ground his flute is in his hand he's looking over a vast savanna landscape the gang stands behind him sokka asks what's out there tof bends down touches the ground responds a lot actually ang interrupts her telling her not to ruin the surprise He plays a note on the flute, and a groundhog-like creature emerges and repeats the same note. After Aang plays several more notes, Sokka plugs his fingers into the end of the flute in frustration and states that they need to make plans. Toph points out that they are making plans. Mini vacation plans. Sokka argues they don't have time for vacations. Aang argues he is working his arrow off every day with Toph and Katara to master the elements, and Katara agrees there's nothing wrong with enjoying themselves during their downtime. Sokka expresses concern at their lack of intel on the Fire Nation, stating they need intelligence in order to win the war. Katara aptly states, all right, we'll finish our vacations, and then we'll look for Sokka's intelligence. (laughs) Kill it. Great
1: job. Yeah. He just walks right into these, doesn't he? Yeah. <sighs> Ugh, Sokka.
0: <laughs> so uh, the gang is they start off not in serious time is running out, we need to go mode. They're starting off in flute, groundhog mode. Like, you know, it's it's fun time, happy dance in the morning and Sokka is not on board with it. Uh,
1: yeah, it's it's a funny uh, change of pace from the last couple episodes where Sokka's been the one who just wants to stay in bed a little longer and stay asleep. And now everybody else wants to relax. And he's like, no, let's go, come on. I love this opening bit, you know, just reminding everyone that Aang at heart just wants to have fun with, with very interesting, cool, adorable animals. Obviously Toph knew exactly what was going on and mm-hmm. Aang knew to ask her to just not ruin the surprise. Yeah. Um, it's just like a fun whack-a-mole, but, but it's a sing song, not, not a violent, you know, injury prone yeah. thing. And uh Yeah, Sokka, we will look for your intelligence. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think dude, he is right though. Uh they do need something. They don't actually mm-hmm. uh what's interesting here is uh I don't know how clear this was before, but the map of the Fire Nation doesn't exist or just uh general knowledge such as like a map. Like mm-hmm. I, you know it it's like imagine having a globe or an earth and a country is not there it's it's a uh, but, but i guess part of their uh you know reign has been cutting off any you know any knowledge outside the walls yeah
1: this is what autocracies do this is what dictators you know they they rewrite reality almost and they're not going to give their you know anybody a chance to overthrow them they're just going to keep digging them down further and further
0: yeah um and, we'll and see it's terrifying,
1: if, it's scary, and, yeah. uh, you know, you
0: hope... Uh, you hope well, that the yeah. avatars of the world uh, hold the high places in the world actually uh, move closer to the heart and not yeah. towards the way of the Fire Lord.
1: <laughs> well, pretty soon, you're not going to be able to have any mini-vacations because the Fire Nation will just keep t- turning everything into, you know, at least... The right. fact that you can even have these is, is telling that, you know, it is a giant world... Yeah. And the earth nation is massive and the fire nation can't be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not dilly dally. Cause you want to be able to enjoy a lot more time vacationing after defeating them.
0: Yeah. Uh, and just one thing I like that it's not just one vacation. It's like, we're all taking turns. It's like they're in full yeah. vacation mode. Like let's have four back to back vacations. Uh, Absolutely. It, it's uh it's pretty cool. All right. So for her vacation, uh, Katara chooses the Misty Palms Oasis, but the gang finds out the place's reputation has gone downhill in the past hundred years. They go into a nearby cantina-like establishment where an employee prepares a mango drink. The customer, being served, accidentally bumps into Aang, spilling some of his drink onto him. Aang uses airbending to dry off the customer immensely. He introduces himself as Professor Zay of Ba Sing University's anthropology department. He begins quizzing Aang like a lab specimen. Saka inquires as to whether the professor has a more recent map. And the professor unrolls a map showing a vast desert with multiple routes marked. All failed attempts to locate a famous uh, knowledge spirits library. Hoping the library might have information to be used against the Fire Nation, Sokka dramatically announces his choice for, of a location for the next mini-vacation to be the library! <laughs> the professor states it is impossible to cross the desert until the gang introduces him to Appa. Sandbenders are attempting to steal Appa as the team walks out of the cantina, but the professor shooes them away. Uh, All
1: right. So, obviously... Star Wars is all over this mm-hmm. entire sequence. Um, yes.
0: uh, like literally
1: the whole sequence with with Han Solo and Obi Wan exactly. in that cantina. The
0: uh, Misty Palms Oasis is uh, the Mos Eisley Cantina of mm-hmm. Alderaan, Tatooine. I'm not sure which one I think it's one of those. Tatooine. Tatooine. Okay.
1: I believe, uh, and it's also uh, reminiscent with the the Sand People mm-hmm. and these. You know, sandbenders. They're trying to take their droid.
0: So true. Yeah. The parallels are not entirely the same. Because one in the Tatooine and the Moss Eisley, they go looking for a ship. And then for this one, they are looking for Intel. Well, they're not even looking. Okay. They didn't Sokka, you know, has been looking, but they were looking for a vacation. They were looking
1: for a spa day.
0: Right. The parallels are there, and yet the uh, missions are a bit different.
1: Oh, of course, you know, they run into this uh, wonderful new character, this uh, head of anthropology. By the way, I think this is the first time we're hearing anything about universities.
0: Yeah, this uh, Indiana Jones-esque uh, professor type, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, that is- how lucky of the professor, to yeah. just be at this oasis, you know, at the very point the avatar walks in. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I wonder was, what
1: their I wonder what Sokka's uh, vacation might have been had they not de- you know ran into this guy.
0: Yeah, what? What's? I don't know. What does? Uh, Where's there the most meat and sarcasm? <laughs> I,
1: I, I, if I were Sokka, I'd go to the to, to Kiyoshi Island, hundred yeah. percent
0: five Osaka maybe Suzuki. uh true true also uh yeah I guess maybe go see some wrestling in uh Tom oh yeah that's hometown. true too. yeah but Toph uh, would hate that though tough couldn't go back she ran away I know oh, um, okay but this the knowledge spirit is the it, it's this like library it's not just a library it's like being preserved by the all powerful being of knowledge in the world it, it just uh it's the library's libraries, like uh, yeah, you know. It's it's, uh, it's it's
1: yeah, it's it's a little <laughs> reminiscent of the library in Doctor Who, mm. where the Doctor runs into one River Song.
0: Yes, the, the professor admires Appa, having never seen a flying bison before, and Root Toff inquires if the library exists. To which the professor claims that some believe it does not, annoying her. Some more time passes, and Toph claims she found it. Everyone looks, only to see empty desert, and Toph dryly states that's how it will sound when one of them finds it, waving her hand in front of her face to remind them of her blindness. After a long search, Sokka finally spots a tower-like structure sticking out of the sand. They investigate, but conclude that the tower is not what they are looking for. Just as they are about to give up and go back, a fox carrying a scroll races up the side of the tower and enters through a window at the top. Sokka realizes this is the library and that most of it is just underground. Devastated that his lifelong dream of finding the knowledge spirit's library is nearly buried, the professor drops to the ground and begins to excavate with a comically tiny shovel. Toph, places her hand on the tower, and announces the library is still intact under the sand. Everyone enters the library via the open window, save for Appa, who Aang promises will never be made to go underground again. And Toph, who declines due to not being able to read, and Braille presumably having not been invented in this world yet. I was wondering that myself Yeah, the Braille section.
1: I threw uh, that part into the description. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah no, I yeah. had the same thought. Excellent, excellent. Um, professors admiring Appa. I, uh, we, okay, already we're seeing sandbenders encroaching on Appa a little here. It's not such a, you know, it's something you can brush off at the moment, but with hindsight, we will, yeah.
1: I love, again, just every time Toph gets to make fun of our, you know, kind of clueless Team Avatar compatriots, because, you know, she does things so effectively and so well. It's, a, you know, it's very easy to forget that she's blind yep. and getting to use that and just pulling these pranks on them like, oh, there it is. I found it. That's what it'll <laughs> sound like when one of you finds it. Yeah. And she, you know, uh, dragging her hand in front of her face is great
0: only yeah and it's amazing it's like she is so like you know able to see an entire underground multi-story library the size of a castle yeah Uh, but but like so like there's the gang has no she has like superpowers but uh no not when she's in the air it's like you have to remind yourself it's really cool
1: you know you love thinking that it's gone and realizing that just it's it's buried you know how wondering how it got this way if it's just been this way for a long time if it was somehow buried yeah like i I felt like the professor should have said wait a second that's the exact same architecture as you know clearly he's been staring at this thing for a while looking
0: oh
1: yeah um and the tiny shovel look this guy this guy's no indiana jones indiana jones
0: he's uh come on i don't know he's the little uh, shovel inspector gadget of indiana jones he's like uh yeah he's without the (laughs) gadget. Gimmick, but just like a bumbling kind of guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, just just this idea of like, it's it's really cool. Well, I'll save it for when we're in the library. So, uh, let's let's carry on. Uh, after entering the library, all but Toph and Appa, they hear something approaching and hide behind ornate columns. A massive black, white-faced owl approaches. Tells the group he is aware of the pre- their presence. Professor Zhang comes out excitedly and introduces himself. The owl is less than impressed and tells the professor he should leave or he will stuff him like an animal trophy. The others come out from hiding and Saka asks is if he is the spirit who brought the library to the physical world, to which the owl confirms this. The knowledge spirit, named Wan Shi Tong, informs them that humans are not permitted in the library anymore because they abuse the knowledge, using it only to gain leverage on other humans. His most recent example being Zhao, who we know used the library to learn about the moon and ocean spirits. Sokka lies about the reason why they're there, which the owl calls him out on, and vouches for Sokka as the avatar. And the owl relents, but only after each provides some knowledge for this, his collection. The Professor offers a first edition book. Katara offers a waterbending scroll. Aang offers his wanted poster. And Saka offers a specially tied knot. After accepting these donations, though less than impressed with the knot, the Knowledge Spirit descends into the lower levels of the library, allowing the group to look around. Okay. Okay. I mean, let's just talk about the library, like entering yeah. it, the the space. Um, I mean, it, this is like he he is no Indiana Jones, but the adventure is Indiana mm-hmm. Jones esque because Absolutely. it's it's like an archaeological hunt, it's a treasure hunt, and it's also a hunt for knowledge and intel. I mean, it's it's really a spy mission, treasure hunt, and uh, like archaeological adventure. All and, all. and it ultimately
1: becomes about protecting information from being corrupted and misused.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Which is
1: very Indiana Jones.
0: Uh, how about this uh, spirit? Watch this spirit
1: have. is uh, terrifying, you know, especially the way that we see its head kind of turn mm-hmm. almost all the way around right off mm-hmm. the bat. The thing I'm noticing as we're watching outside of hate you know, all the, all the spirits that can communicate
0: mm-hmm.
1: are very aggressive and I wonder if it's because they've encountered I don't know if it's just a few or so many humans over the years that they've learned as soon as they communicate with them to immediately distrust them. Co the face stealer obviously trying to steal Aang's face when they're talking and then you have this owl who one of the first things he does is threaten to hang
0: someone on the wall like a stuffed hunting trophy. Uh, A bit on, on how the owl talks. Did yeah. you see the owl move his lips or her lips? I I almost felt like it was a mental knowledge. Like
1: <laughs>
0: that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, a telepathy type of communication almost. Almost. Yeah. Some, something like that. You know, that's a good point. I don't know. I wonder. It could have been. I. I actually. I wouldn't rule it out. It's just like. Mm, yeah, because it like, wasn't like
1: opening its mouth. That that it, would have been. It weird would
0: just get very intense, and like he would move his head slightly. But mm-hmm. overall, I think it was more of a. A mental thing, like like he, or maybe the yeah. walls were speaking for him almost. Like like he had a big reverberation in the room. Yeah.
1: That's that's a good. That's a very very interesting point as well. Yeah. Okay, so that's. Cool stuff about these spirit yeah. beings. Um,
0: the line yeah. from Wan-Chi Tong of, of the episode that uh, humans are not permitted anymore because they abuse the knowledge, using it only to gain leverage over other humans. I mean, well, it's a, you know. you're not wrong, Wan-Chi Tong.
1: <laughs> it's a tale as old as time, you know, yeah. superior species or here, you know, we start to be trusted and the mark we leave on the world and those around us is... Corruption, evil, greed, selfishness, and just sin—you
0: know—just uh, this idea. Okay, they're only here to gain leverage on other humans. What if they had responded? To be like, "You're right." You know what I mean? They, 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 there's a whole another approach, an alternate uh, path that this adventure could have gone.
1: Yeah, right? and and you and I actually talked about this before. You know, we started recording, and. I don't want to give too much away for what happens in the end of the episode, but you almost wonder if the reason why he kind of just, you know, Aang just kind of goes along with it and vouches for Sokka for the betterment of what they're doing mm-hmm. to get, you know, for for everything else in the episode to happen the way it does to get the ending that we're going to have. Um, but yeah, this definitely seemed like an opportunity or, or a moment where in the past, you know, Aang would be overtaken by, you know, one of his past lives. Because, you know, the 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 owl saying humans have only used it for war and and especially or, or maybe even not now but later when they say that there's a war going on, you know, that's a time when a Roku or a or, or any of his um or, or a Kyoshi or anyone would, would come forward. You know, it, it would be cool if like maybe the version of the Avatar that existed for like whatever war he talks about later shows up and is like, I know what you're talking about. This is a different circumstance. And they explain, you know, we're not trying to wage war on anyone. The a war has been waged on the world by the fire nation and we're trying to protect it. I'm the, I'm trying to bring balance. Balance isn't only good. Balance requires good and evil being yeah. balanced. Right now the world is dominated by evil and we're trying to un- use whatever means possible to restore that. Of course, mm-hmm. it would have made for a very different episode, but you're right. I know. Uh, um,
0: I, yeah, like, dude, I, 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 I do believe that that alternate path existed and would have had a better out- outcome. Uh, Aang has dabbled in the spirit world. He knows he can't uh, trick a spirit. He vouches for Sokka out of fear because this guy threatened to stuff the other guy on the wall. Yeah, Uh, like so. I understand that there's some fear, and uh, I get that. But uh, mm, Ang, you could have done this a different way. Uh, Just a quick note: something I forgot to cap earlier. Uh, Okay, when they're first entering this uh, building, um, you see every character's like motivation perfectly. You see the. Professor, we're just like in awe of everything. Uh, Aang and Katara, who are very much still on vacay mode, and Sokka, who's on, like, Intel mode. And, and there's this stupid joke I loved. It's like, oh, the, notice the buttress. Oh, like, yeah. Buttress. <laughs> and they all laugh. Yeah. That's the uh, total vacay mode, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Charonic. That was wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, dude, the description says, the only game leverage on other humans his most recent example being Zhao. So we do see it now. Now's the time to talk about Zhao. Um, Oh, you want to say it? Oh, I
1: see. So that's when, after they give their offerings, he does mention Zhao?
0: I mean, it says... Yes, 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 yes. yes.
1: You're right, you're right. Let's do Zhao then
0: offerings. Um...
1: so we okay. see that, we, that, that he's talking very much about Zhao. And, now, we, uh, we,
0: we know about this. We, we saw in season one Zhao saying he had a secret plan up in the northern water tribe to, uh, you know, make the moon not a factor. Right. And uh, he had he gotten this knowledge. So, so we knew that this knowledge place existed in some form. Uh, Did
1: we? Yeah. I, and I forget if he talks about having found a secret, you know, sacred library or if he just say that he found out information we see a quick shot of him mm-hmm. in what looks like a small like study room within the yeah. library perhaps mm-hmm. reading over whatever he's found but
0: exactly
1: so and let perhaps... me ask you oh.
0: yeah the, the, the obvious question how did xiao find this place that uh he didn't have a sky bison he didn't have a uh, blind bandit who could look underneath the earth uh theories Timelines, let's discuss. Um, we don't know
1: that time is what's caused this sinking into the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it's been preserved underneath within, um, lends you know the idea that this was an intentional sinking almost, um, because it was able to sink without having sand pour in, you know what I mean? Sure. Yep. And uh, you don't know how long it's been like this. And granted, you know, there could have been multiple examples of of humans who've, you know, over centuries, millennium, you know, all time looking for different ways to get an edge on other humans. But for all we know, this thing was very much still above ground until this owl discovered what Zhao had done and decided to bury it from view, at least for the most part. Um, and if that's the case, it would have been very easy to find. You also have to remember that it's been so hard for this professor because it's just him and his little shovel at his feet. Yeah. You know, again, he's no Indiana Jones. No at Indiana least Jones. Indy would get, you know, get in with these sandbenders and maybe create his own little like yeah. search party um, and so, have yeah. them dig instead that's of a, him, as he does in move. Raiders. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, he's got we've seen that the fire nation, whether it's climbing almost 90 degree cliffs to reach an air temple or maneuvering over boulders being hurled at, or, you know, through all this stuff in the earth kingdom. Um, although I guess those are on lizard or, you know, uh, the fire nation has very, very capable engineering or Mm -hmm. engineers and works of engineering. They have these great tanks that can do all sorts of travel they can flip they could climb they could shoot out Um, so knowing that you know Zhao very well could have had any number of modes of transportation to get through the desert and maybe he did have to trek it a few times but for him even if it was just this little you know tip wouldn't have been too hard for him to traverse you know a few times if he had supplies to do so that's my thing
0: yeah no I, I i think zhao is indie enough to get in with your sandbenders and maybe form a posse uh so, if the pot if, if enough sandbenders in the end of this episode were able to get to where they had to get to surely they could get, escort someone
1: uh, i could absolutely imagine zhao or somebody under in zhao's um, employee wandering into a Marion Ravenwood-esque bar mm. to try to recruit in the area and find the location. You know what I mean? Like, they very much have resources in the Fire Nation. We've seen that Zhao gets unusually preferential and seemingly unearned fun. preferential treatment. Oh. However, his discovery of this information, if he kept it under wraps with only a, a select few up above,
0: mm-hmm. that could also
1: have been why maybe he excelled through the ranks for for this Mm. kind of capability
0: you know what Um, yeah finally i I see Zhao's value in the fire military yeah discover this um very valuable intel and Uh, we'll see there's more he
1: took care of while he was at this library pretty soon
0: yes uh first the professor requires a gift from everyone okay The the owl the spirit and the professor gives a first edition book i mean what an amazing gift Katara yep. gives the water bending scroll, the one from the pirates episode way back when. Her north star in her own training. I mean, really, a, an amazing relic of her people. Uh, Aang with his own wanted poster, and Sokka with the knot. I mean, that was really uh, whatever. What was that? What? He wasn't going to give the boomer. I mean
1: I, mean, I was going to say Aang wasn't going to give his staff. That's for sure. But for Katara. I always was a little shocked that unless she got new waterbending scrolls, mm-hmm. um, do we think that's the same one from when they were with the pirates or wasn't there another moment where they came across other stuff as well? Or yeah, I don't really I mean,
0: recall. It's, it's fair to assume that in their time in the Northern water tribe, they, they were gifted a couple more for.
1: Right. You know, cause I wonder, I'd like to think that Katara at some point tried to, you know, once she became a master and knew what was going on, Maybe she offered, I'd like to think that she at least offered it to the members of the Northern Water Tribe to say, like, you know, this belongs with our tribe and Mm -hmm. to be preserved. Um, We got it from pirates. They probably stole it, if not from you guys, then from us down south. Yeah. And maybe they just said, you know what? You keep it for you. And then she decided to don't. I mean, granted, giving it to a library like this is perfectly all right. It's not like she's selling it for, for profit or anything. Yeah. Um. And of course, had yeah, a slip knot. Which, by the way, Impressive I knot. couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't tie that. <laughs> I don't think most people could tie that slip that 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 knot. But uh, it was a butterfly knot or whatever.
0: Yeah. But um, a bit of talent there.
1: No. So, still,
0: it, he it gets passed. knocked. Yep, yeah, it passed.
1: It. His was the hardest thing to make, actually. Ironically, like everybody else, it was just kind of given to them, and they're just like, "Here you go." Yeah. But um, Saka actually had to physically. But he's actually for his. Uh,
0: for a know. knowledge donation and well, a knowledge is captured in the tome, yeah. Then, very much in the scroll, less in the wanted poster. Now, it's now it's already like, eh, and then we, of course, go to the string, yeah. Yeah, it, it,
1: it's it's the knowledge of knowing how to baby tie that nut,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> or the knowledge that suck is a goofball,
0: it's it <laughs> counted one way or another, amen. Uh, meanwhile. Outside this uh, wonderful library, Toph attempts to make small talk with Appa. <laughs> she explains to Appa that her seismic sense is majorly impaired because of the looseness of the sand, making her vision fuzzy. Not that there's anything wrong with being fuzzy. Okay, play on words. <sighs> so, yeah, yeah.
1: This is a this is a fun little scene. I get I get intense uh, and wonderful my neighbor Totoro vibes from this scene Ooh, with, uh, yeah. with Toph and, or I mean, yeah, with Toph and Appa just chilling, mm-hmm. you know, a, a cool young girl and, a, and an adorable giant fluffy animal, you know, yeah. um, just hanging, <laughs> just killing time together. You know, it's not raining. They're not using an umbrella at a bus mm-hmm. stop, but it's still a fun little moment. Uh, it's so cool. I dig it. And it's just great to have this little, um, break from everything you know it's, it's like we're having that meanwhile with like Iroh and Zuko but instead yeah. it's Toph and Appa
0: yeah good um also key piece of knowledge that her vision is fuzzy uh, mm-hmm. that this is gonna be uh something we learn about Toph here
1: that's a very good point yeah this the sand you know for most people it doesn't seem like for earthbenders obviously these sandbenders it doesn't really seem to matter, but with Toph, you know, it's again, like we were just talking about when they were flying on Appa, it's easy to forget that she's blind because of how capable she is yeah. and how she relies on, you know, being able to feel with her feet to see stuff. And when you're standing on coarse sand that technically from afar, it looks like one's, you know, surface, it's really made up of, you know, bajillion tiny little grains and, yeah. uh,
0: there's space between those. So for her feet, it's just a bunch of like little bubbles. It almost makes you wonder what if Toph had gone inside because at least she would have vision and uh, insight maybe could have sensed the owl's presence or eh, it's a, I mean, it's a, you type though. Yeah.
1: Clearly sensing the owl didn't matter anyway. at yeah, that well, point.
0: but, but it, her, her, she came in handy outside of course. Yeah.
1: And that too. Yeah.
0: Um, but what would they have done with Appa?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll
1: okay. I'd I tie him up there, but yeah.
0: Back inside the library, the group looks around where it is learned that in a previous life, Aang was once left-handed. So, yeah, le- lefty in the house. Uh, right. Sokka finds a parchment referring to the darkest day in Fire Nation history, marked with a date. The group seeks out a Fire Nation wing of the library, only to discover that every piece of knowledge has been destroyed by firebenders, much to their shock. A fox appears and leads them to a planetarium and shows them how to operate it. Once they enter the date on the parchment and run the machine, they learn the phrase and date is referencing a solar eclipse, which results in the loss of firebending. Just as Sokka celebrates the discovery, Wan-Shitong appears. Understandably angry, he flaps his wings and begins sinking the library. The group starts to flee with the owl chasing them. Outside, Toph realizes the library is sinking. Her initial attempt to prevent this proves fruitless as she begins to sink into the sand herself. However, she manages to twist some sand around her feet into sandstone and uses her fists to slow the library's descent. Whoa. A lot happened in that paragraph. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so. They're in the library. Okay. Hey, you're left handed. Cute. Hey. <laughs> Sokka, okay, finds the parchment. And then uh, it has the date. But before we find out what the date means, this fact that the Fire Nation destroyed their own knowledge? What? It, it, They wanna be so closed off from the world, uh they they don't want anyone to know. I I I I That's
1: unbelievable. You'd think at least that they would
0: replace it with propaganda. Just take it.
1: (laughs) Or yeah, Yeah. just like steal it, not destroy it unless these are all copies. I mean Yeah. You're so consumed with what you're doing and, and and the current and future state of your nation. Uh that you're just completely abolishing your history is crazy. But we could also see now why likely no maps exist. Yeah, you know, they're... Yeah. they're, they're
0: oh, it's very, very clear. They do not want any intel. Uh, the idea that even a map is intel. It's like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, imagine Google, well, yeah. Google Maps and like a quarter is missing or, or something like yeah. that. It's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, That's how... Uh, one, one thing that Sokka mentions
1: early in the episode that's all that, that I thought was kind of clever and is a really good point, you know, what are we going like, to, if we don't have a map, how are we going to find the Fire Lord? I mean, you know, this isn't like everything's public knowledge in the world and like we know where, you know, c- the capital is and all that. It's like, what are, are we just going to, even if you do, are we just going to fly west and hope we run into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, you need a map. Maps are crucial. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need a. So it's just, it's just interesting to know that they didn't know where the Fire Nation, like where a landmass in their well, world exists. Yeah, like I think they
1: knew, but they didn't know exactly. I mean, yeah, you don't have. Yeah. You know, you're doing your best guess, but it's not like they had highways and stuff that yeah. tell you where to go. You could just.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, it's a, a fox appears and leads them to the planetarium these foxes are not just ordinary foxes we saw Uh one earlier entering the temple uh or library they're knowledge seekers they are how how would you describe them they they are the keepers of the knowledge
1: yes exactly they are the custodians of this library i mean they guard it they manage it they 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 run things you know they're the ones who they're like the Dewey Decimal system, basically.
0: Mm, nice, I like They're that. The
1: search engine,
0: yeah. Uh, and well, this planetarium, which is so cool, because uh, first off, it's a planetarium, and that's amazing. That's cool already. But it's like mechanically powered, and that you can uh, levers and stuff. Yeah, by levers, you can create any day or in the future or past. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's really, really ingenious, and it's it's awesome to see. This kind of innovation, and who knows how long this planetarium's even been there? For all we know, this's been there for, you know, thousands of years. Um, it's impressive.
0: Super. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Sokka's keen on entering "quote unquote" the darkest day in Fire Nation history, it's the date into this uh, thing. They uh, enter it. Lo and behold, uh, it's the day of an eclipse, and apparently firebenders have a day where they cannot bend. Huge intel. Massive. Big deal. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, like, the whole trip was worth it. They, they, the mission, the what? intel, the vacay. Uh, this is literally
1: finding out that if you shoot a missile into this one hole in the Death Star, the whole damn thing will blow up. Exactly. This is exactly, this is finding
0: that out right here. This is Rogue One. This is ro- this, is, yes. <laughs> this
1: episode is Avatar's Rogue One, 100%.
0: Uh, oh, man, love it. Yes. So, uh, wow, guys, guess it's time to keep, keep that solar eclipse fact in mind. But, whoa, the spirit arrives, Washi Tong appears. Um, I, I want to talk about his form. I think when they're first uh, talking to him and they're exchanging knowledge, he looks more like an owl uh, standing right in front of them. But now that he's chasing them around... He's got a dragon or a phoenix body. Yeah. It's a much more intimidating spirit. He's got the elongated
1: neck, the wings going out to the side. You're right. It's very much um, dinosaur like. Yeah. Uh, The way he gives chase and terrifying. Like, if I were a little kid, that would scare me. Sorry.
0: Not what you want chasing you in in the dark underground library. and guess uh, he's so mad that another human wanted some knowledge to hurt another human, which is why you could have just been honest, Aang. Yeah, you, 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 I know. you could have uh, he, he told you so much more knowledge that we are potentially losing here. Uh,
1: and this is what I mean, like why, yeah, there's, there, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's actually, it is out of character, that yeah. Aang just tried to lie here, and especially even in this, or not not e- like especially in this moment, as the library is is being made to start sinking, for him to not go into the avatar state, and like he's the bridge between the, the 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 real world and the spirit world. I know we were talking about how great it was in the last episode that we had a character reminding the audience that equally as important as the being the bridge is the four, you know, elements and one. But it doesn't mean that it's not still hugely important that he's the bridge. And that Ang does nothing but be like, hey, it's me, I'm the Avatar. I'll vouch for this guy, even though he's totally lying. Um, I know. It's crazy. The I fact that he was able to keep his composure and seem completely on I think that maybe he was a little cocky because he was able to escape his meeting with Ko the Face Dealer mm. so successfully.
0: I mean, um, but like... It- it's if just, his value if his vouch being the avatar was of such value then surely his mission as the avatar would have been uh, yeah. of tremendous value uh, and would justify this knowledge exchange even again you mentioned it it's for the balancing <laughs> it's uh, god damn the, it the one thing that, I,
1: that that i do like though again here and you sort of see it in Korra, but in a weird way you know, in Cora, it's more that these good spirits became corrupted and were evil, and other than that, everything's happy hunky dory it's all you know just the fun you know spirits from the parade and spirited away kind of kind of thing yeah. um but really what 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 this show does is is remind everyone that there's good and evil in both our world and the spirit world, and that it's not just you know, our world has evil in it and the spirit world is all good unless something bad happens and someone's corrupted. That's not, I don't think, very fair or accurate. And, and and I think it's a little short-sighted for the spirit world. And here we're we're being reminded that there's very good spirits and there's also maybe not evil. I mean, I think Ko's evil. His whole mission is to steal people's faces and identities. But with regard to wan Shi Tong, excuse me, they're not just like morally upstanding and above like violence and you know nastiness and they will report, you know, resort to harm. And, and even if he's the avatar, they'll be, you know, evil and, and have their own, not you know, have their own opinions on it and, and judgments. Um, and it's not as black and white as, you know, everything should be good unless it's corrupted.
0: Totally. Wow. Unbelievable stuff. The, uh, end result of all of this one way or another is that this building is sinking and fast and uh, they need to get out of there or they will drown outside tough. Even in this fuzzy vision can sense, I mean, the ground is shaking. She's realizing that the library is sinking. Her initial attempts to hold up the building with earth bending prove fruitless as she begins to sink into the sand herself each time. However, yeah. she manages to twist some sand around her into it's sandstone, cool. forming a firm base for her to stand yeah. up and uses her fist to slow the library's descent.
1: I mean, this is, as, as good as we've seen from Toph, this is yeah. unreal. I mean, not only did she twist the sandstone theoretically or definitively under her feet, but theoretically you could say that she's doing the same thing for the entire outline of the... Museum under or yeah. library underground to keep it steady. Yeah. You know, I don't think she's literally holding it up by the top of this like pyre or whatever it yeah. is because it would just break off. I think right that off, she's yeah. using her feet and hardening sand everywhere. And it's funny because I was thinking earlier, well, why didn't she just do the similar thing around something that'll happen later with her outside? But then you realize that she's probably doing it so much with just yeah. this library that it's it's in it's, it's very impressive.
0: I. Think this is Toph's greatest uh, feat of strength? Uh, Unintended. Mm. Yeah, with her feet. <laughs> um, it's really uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a hard. Uh, I can't think of a better display of her earth bending. Uh, maybe. Refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really up there, um, but she's doing it. Thanks. I'm glad she waited outside. Someone had to hold up the building. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Wan Tong continues to chase Katara and the Professor as Sokka and Aang return to the planetarium, needing to discover if there will be another solar eclipse before the return of Sozin's Comet. While Toph continues to hold up the library outside, sandbenders arrive on the scene, intent on capturing Appa. Preoccupied with preventing the library from sinking and unable to use her seismic sense effectively, She's unable to determine the Sandbender's identity or location. Inside, Aang and Sokka begin checking dates from that day to the arrival of Sozin's Comet, and eventually find the date of the next solar eclipse. It's only a few months away. Well, boy, things are happening. Uh... Oof. The gang splits up. Very smart. Uh, I like that Wan Tong. It's like here, save Momo, and then no mm-hmm. mention of the professor. <laughs> I know
1: that's really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Katara and the professor are running, saying uh, Sokka and Aang, or Sang, as the duo uh, return to uh, the planetarium, because right, they got the knowledge, but they need to know it's incomplete. they know it exists,
1: but they need to know that it can help them here. Uh, what when. good is
0: knowing so eclipse. Right. Is when firebenders lose their bending if we don't know when the solar eclipses. Yeah. I
1: also love that there's a moment where Sokka's, you know, there, there's Aang says, well, this could take forever, you know, who knows? And Sokka says, well, we only have to check between now and, and when the comet gets here, you know, if it's after it's that, let's just yeah. not think about after that yeah. or something like that. And it's, it's yeah. true.
0: Dude. Um, I like these timeline reminders. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: First off, it's the uh, last episode. Aang starts off playfully like, Spring, spring. I love spring. It's the first day of spring. Appa's shedding. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was two episodes ago. Uh, right. So we're just a little bit after the start of spring. We got six months till the end of summer. Uh, and the fire eclipse a few months away. Let's say mm-hmm. four months. It, it's, it's really like the last... Uh, it's just a perfectly designed timeline. Obviously, they had yeah. every de- detail planned. Uh, yeah, These mini-vacations
1: may have to get a little more mini
0: Yes, guys, let's, let's remember. The Oasis will be there after the uh, day of the Sosan's Comet. Yes, only a few months away. Toph outside is alternating between holding up the library and firing mis-aimed blasts at the sandbenders. But soon realizes she must choose between protecting Appa or preventing her friend's death. She plants her fists in the library again and, pained at hearing Afa's calls of distress as he is pulled away, can only apologize for being unable to help him. The knowledge spirit catches up to Katara and warns her that he is versed in all types of waterbending styles, thus rendering any attack she may use worthless. She is saved when Sokka drops down on the owl, knocking him unconscious and saying, well, that's called Sokka style. Uh, Learn it. As they begin to ascend the rope, Through which they entered, Sokka calls to the professor, who refuses to leave. The spirit gets up and shakes Sokka and Katara off the rope, but Aang manages to catch them and flies them out of the library. Realizing they have escaped, Toph releases her grip on the library, and it vanishes into the sand. Although initially happy at discovery of the Fire Nation's weakness, the mood changes once they realize Appa is gone. Toph can only shake her head dejectedly as a tear runs down Aang's face. Oh boy. What an emotional roller coaster. Uh, yes.
1: Okay, I'm just snuggling with my Appa plush.
0: Yes. My Appa. I'm going to have to
1: set him aside for a few episodes, at least. Yes. Hopefully, not too long. But Hopefully, not.
0: Oh my God. Oh,
1: it's so sad tough but it's nothing else matters let them be buried as long as uh, you and apple could save the
0: world just don't let them go I, ah. I, 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 All right, uh, so tough here with the, the that's sophie's
1: Sophie. choice yeah. i know
0: dude it's 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 a uh, real uh rock and a hard place literally yeah oh god good one yeah oh Toby's, Tofi's Choice. Hey! Oh, that is the name of this episode. Yes. <laughs> Tofi's Choice. I'm uh, noting it uh, down now. You'll all yeah. find this out when no, it goes. But, but as it should be, because realizing uh, we do need this knowledge, it's important, but uh, what a choice Toph had to make. Uh, I also like Sokka's Intelligence, though. <laughs> yeah.
1: Finding Sokka's Intelligence is the, it's the episode title. Well, we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah. But. Both good names. Oh, ah, Tofi's uh, Choice. Oh, boy. The, yeah. Sokka it's, style. It's, Listen, I, I you can understand her distress. She, she's Yeah bl- actually blind in the sand, uh, or fuzzy. It's and, and yeah. it's, she can hear the distress. She knows what's happening, but uh, can only do one thing. It, it just breaks your heart.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's just tragic. Yeah. Um, and then at least you get a quick. You know, you wonder if it took them that long. What were Katara? Momo and the professor doing that whole time. Um, also, you know, at the well, beginning, we see all those, you know, it, almost like endless levels below the level that they're on. Yeah. Even though the picture didn't seem that, you know, maybe it just keeps going down. Um, so theoretically, they could have, you know, we, I guess watching you kind of assume everything happens on like one story in this library mm-hmm. um, or one floor. But for all we know, they were all over the place. Yeah, we just didn't absolutely. see it. There were hundreds. Um, I mean, dozens. There were a bunch.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, it's great that they got out of there. You know, the 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 anthropologist kind of just went down with the ship. It's what is I'm sorry.
0: He died a martyr there. I don't, he's yeah. This is my knowledge quest. I can't. I know. Knowledge. What are you going to do? For we don't, quest,
1: professor. We don't have deaths on this show. Um, yeah. You might say that later in this season, but yeah, yeah, you do. But what uh, is
0: your uh plan how are you going to live off of the not he's not play.
1: he's not he's going to i mean he said he could spend lifetimes in there he's obviously going to just enjoy his time hopefully he has some snacks in the back but yeah yeah
0: i you can only hope uh maybe you can eat one of the knowledge seekers if uh, oh god to dude leave.
1: come yeah. on
0: let's say them you're cute and cuddly and you're full of knowledge but you're also meat okay <laughs> let's the let, meat
1: um they'll they'll get to him first probably yeah uh,
0: good, um, good point so uh okay the, uh, the excitement of getting out of the sinking building with short-lived. and having gained both the knowledge that uh the solar eclipse will take out firebenders bending and that there is a specific date you know of a solar eclipse a few months away before sozin's coming
1: yeah
0: it's just setting it all up it's 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 unbelievable
1: man this is a tough ending this is one of the saddest and another thing i noticed watching these consecutive episodes even though zuko wasn't in this episode the last episode ended on zuko as a tear streams down his face mm, and now yes. this episode ends on aang as a tear streams oh, down yeah, his face they're kindred I mean,
0: spirits they, they should get together those two i don't know i guess you know
1: of- <laughs> they, these parallels are uh are getting they're multiplying a lot more than they're dividing. Yeah. They're lessening. Uh,
0: but just the, the roller coaster of the high of getting that intel with the low of, uh, oh man, losing Appa. Maybe just unbelievable stuff.
1: Hopefully, not for long. We, we can only hope they get it back, man. If, there is no Team Avatar without Appa. They're just a bunch of lost souls.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. Appa's everything. Come on. I know. Poor Momo. Yeah. Poor everyone. Poor Appa. Oh, damn Sandbenders.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, well. man. And on that sad note. <laughs> this
0: wraps up another episode of The Boys in the Iceberg. They end sad sometimes, but what an episode nonetheless. Truly impressive. Yeah. Uh, closing thoughts, recaps, anything we might have missed?
1: Uh, no, just again, that I love that parallel at the end of these two episodes of yeah. – uh, of zuko and ang and we realize that this is obviously something that's going to maintain as we go along um but for now all anybody can think about it's great that we have this knowledge about an upcoming solar eclipse but right now that news is eclipsed
0: yeah by the loss of appa
1: brilliant i think the most important thing for everybody should be finding up i hope they
0: agree i know oh, Aang does i hope so too um Cool up, man. Just, just these mm-hmm. characters we meet first. Professor Zay, uh, that oh, yeah. that you know, he he meets Aang, and this whole scene. It's like, uh, ooh, I, I'm the professor. What's your agriculture? I I yeah. don't know fruit pies. It's it's really <laughs> uh, yeah a great thing. The existence of this library, the uh, bringing it back. Of course, that Shao was there and stole the knowledge of the uh, moon spirit, The uh, need to disc I mean, that, that, that he was probably there at that time and also destroyed the Fire Nation's entire wing of knowledge. Uh, and that's probably when uh-huh, yeah. Spirit chose to just sink this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbelievable stuff. The uh, knowing that Toph's vision is fuzzy in the sand. And, uh, man, Tofi's choice, really. Mm-hmm. From Sokka's oh, intellect to Tofi's choice. And that wraps up another episode of the Boys in the Iceberg.
1: But well, be sure to follow the Boys in the Iceberg on Instagram and Twitter. And you could find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and pretty much wherever podcasts can be found.
0: Thank you for listening. Good night. Flameo, Hotman.